just want to thank everyone out there who's showed their support towards the podcast. It's been absolutely amazing. And if you've got any mates out there who've uh, got a few proper true yarns and uh, or someone who you know who's a mad dog who might want to come on and spin a few to us, uh, send it through. And uh, if you do one favour for me that would be absolutely incredible, click on the proper true yarn podcast, go to your settings of that and uh, hit auto download because we all know how uh, terrible the phone service in Australia is and I hate the old episode be cut short due to um, terrible phone service. So if you get that auto downloaded, um, we'll be all good to go and there'll be no interruptions. Oh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Did that really fucking happen? This ripper bloke called Knuckles, some call him the big knuck, spinning stories tall and true that'll make you say, holy fuck, the cities to the outback on the highway or the farm, crack a cold one with Knuckles and tell us a proper true yarn. Welcome to the proper true yarn podcast, the show in which we extract the maddest and the best stories from, uh, let's just say the best fellas and women around the world. Today, uh, up here in the 49th level, uh, we've got Jeremy Lattimore. Lats, how the fuck are you? I'm fucking awesome, Knuckles, mate. We've only uh, linked up in, what, the last month and uh, I spoke to you more on the phone <laughs> than my kids lately. <laughs> <laughs> Kindred spirits, Russ. It's fucking, yeah, no, proper, proper good lad. Very much appreciate you flying down and being a part of it. And, yeah, um, this fucking, this room, Russ, first proper true yarn off the ranks. Mate, you've got a yarn about this room. Mate, so uh, like coming in, good memories only in this room. But uh, penthouse in uh, in the Goldie, and I was here for uh, a bucks. We're up here for three or four days for one of my best mates, Jimmy Grand's bucks. And uh, mate, this exact room we're in, I I got glassed in. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> what? So the, day one Friday cruising went through me and Yui Aiken, uh, led, led led from the front, and it was Everest Day on the Saturday. But that weekend, it was like monsoonal rain. It was uh, end of 2018 and it rained for three days straight. But uh, it had been a long day for a few of the boys. But Bowie Charleston, I'm going to throw his name out there. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he doesn't handle it as well as some of us fellas. And um, I was trying to watch the Everest on my phone. Yep. And I was actually in here babysitting him, patting him on the back, getting him through. Start watching the Everest. I had a bet on the Everest. I'm trying to chill, get away from the party. And he comes over and glasses me with a bottle because I was watching the races in this bloody Roomba. <laughs> so I was bringing back good memories this room. But uh, And then uh, Jimmy Maloney actually come up on the Sunday with some uh, high energy off the bench and got, got us through day three. And pulled it through. Pulled it through, yeah. Fuck he's, yeah. he's only good for one day, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, a little man, but comparatively. Mate, he's a mate, ch- chat of 150 kilo uh, bodybuilder, but he's a good man. It would bring massive energy. Massive energy. Torture, though, like, and... <laughs> Obviously, I was a journeyman. He, he was a fantastic player, but I was disposable. Yep. He, uh, he he got flick club to club, not because he was disposable, because he won bloody comps and took teams to grand finals, but he just wore out his welcome at, at, at football clubs. Yeah, fuck yeah. I've got a few Jimmy Jimmy Maloney stories, oh, actually. fucking tell us. Jump, jump straight in. Nah, yeah. 2011, all, all three uh, New Zealand teams made the grand final. Yep. And uh, NRL ended up losing to Manly. We, I played in the reserve grade one. We lost on the bell. Bulldogs scored a try and the under-20s, I think they won. But uh, so that was Sunday. Had like a, a hotel in the city there. Um, had a massive night, no sleep. Went went back, got got, got our gear, went back to New Zealand. And um, about 7 o'clock in the morning we've gone back to uh, his – and he, his wife had been in uh, Australia with us and they're going back with the kids and that. But 
like I mentioned, Jimmy can wear you down and he's hard work and shout out to Jess Maloney, one of the greats putting up with Jimmy. But, um, so it was me, him, Simon Mannering and our cab driver. We pulled up to Jimmy's house and he goes, oh, I've got to go in and get my kid. I'm like, bro, your kid's out the front. And obviously Jess is running out the front, wants nothing to do with him. He's, he's like pushed the mail thing through and like yelling out to his young fella Cade. So Cade would only been one then and he's like begging Cade to open the door. And I'm like, that mean uh, mentoring a piss now, self laughing. And anyway, I don't know. I, I don't know if Kay let him in the door or Jess did. Anyway, they're upstairs and can hear a bit of noise coming from upstairs. And I say to the cab driver and so I'm going to go, I got this. So I go, I'll sort Jess out. She's one, one of my good mates. I roll up the stairs and she goes, fuck off, Latsy. I don't want to fucking hear from you either. <laughs> Mate, tail between the legs, straight down the stairs. And, um, and then we kicked on. So that was near <laughs> Tuesday. And then we went out to all these. Um, Pubs in uh, West Auckland. Not that anyone really uh, – oh, mate, they actually do love rugby league over there and it's awesome to see the uh, the Warriors going mad this year. But, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff the boys got away with over there that you don't get away with in uh, Australia. But, um, yeah, that went through. I don't know. I remember Jimmy and a couple of boys dropped me home and I remember I was like, don't drop me home, I want to keep going. <laughs> but uh, I- I'd finally run into the wall. I'd had enough. Yeah. Is it – um? what is the culture over there, like playing footy? Is it fucking – yeah, you know, they get behind obviously the Warriors, but you know other teams. You know they get behind us or nah? Yeah, no, definitely. And obviously they're the All Blacks, mate. So they're the best yeah. rugby team in the world and Rugby World Cup this year. So I'm sure it's uh, pretty popular over there at the moment. But from what what I've heard, like the uh, kid, kids are now putting on the Warriors jerseys because they're in the top four and mate, they're going to give mm-hmm. a, a legitimate shake this year. And it's awesome to see they're uh, they're, they're, they're sacrificed a lot over the last few years with COVID, Massive. being based in Australia. And um, I'm actually like stoked for them to see him doing well. Oh. But, Hundred percent. Yeah, um, exactly. And, and then you know, like Andrew Webster, he, he's gone in. Not not many people knew him. He comes through the Penrith system. I was actually the lads I was with today chatting, and apparently he he was at Penrith when I was there in 2013 to 2016, and he was the, the under twenties assistant coach, and now he's the head coach of the Warriors, and probably looking at getting coach of the year. Yeah, wow, mate! Massive, massive turnaround for what he's done that team. Like fucking hell. Like, unbelievable. What else you got on Maloney? Any fucking... Maloney, man, fuck. <laughs> there was another time. I think it was a mad Monday before, bro. He, fuck, he's, like, he's actually tortured, man. Like, he's he's full on. <laughs> High energy, though. Like, great to be here. And if I'm, like, he was groomsman at my wedding. I was groomsman at his. And he's uh, great value. But, like, he's hard work. Yeah, Flan- uh, when Shane Flanagan signed him to he goes, he's your fucking job to deal with and fucking sort him out. 20, 2018, me and Jimmy both had new clubs, so yeah. I obviously didn't do my job. <laughs> but, um, no, that, that 2010 Mad Monday, he fucking got a hold of the Tabasco sauce, bro, and put it, like, all up around me ring in that. And because I was blind, I was, like, fucking laughing, whatever. I remember going to the toilet the next day and my butt was just stinging. I'm like, fuck, what's happened? I thought it was a big hemi or something. But uh, Jimmy had just done a job on me with a Tabasco sauce. Yeah, right. But, no, mate, he's obviously on the footy field. He's uh, unbelievable value. And the ninth comp that uh, I've been chatting about in uh, January, he'll be – playing out there so you'll get to meet yeah, the man and have a beer with him. Can't fucking wait. <laughs> Strap yourself in. <laughs> Actually, so Octo- I went to Oktoberfest with him last year, so me, him, two of my best mates, one of the boys whose bucks we had here, Jimmy Grehan, and uh, Piercy and uh, Dylan Napper come over to Oktoberfest. <laughs> what did you go fucking wrong there? Mate, so we, we've gone to Amsterdam first and me, Jimmy, Maloney and my other mate, Jimmy and my mate, Brod, we've, uh, we've come in hot. He, he's flying over from Barcelona. I mean, Jimmy and Brod have... Uh, come from uh, Australia and blah, torture flight, but obviously running high on the uh, excitement of what's coming and 
mate, I've got a backpack filled for uh, a round-the-world trip. Maloney gets off the plane. He has a backpack. Like, and he's a terrible, like, dresser. He literally had a backpack for seven days in Europe. I'm like, what are you doing, bro? He goes, well, when we go to Oktoberfest, I'm just going to wear, like, you know how they wear them kits over there? Yeah, yeah. A little, a little leprechaun kid for that guy. Well, he's a leprechaun. Yeah. Right? He's sh- I call him the Shermanator. He looks like the Shermanator. Like, You're about to be Shermanated. And he doesn't lack confidence. He honestly thinks he's a 10 out of 10. But he, he's grown his hair out because he's got this big ball bag thing growing on his head that he couldn't get into a dermat. Like, I don't know about the Fran- Fran- uh, fr- French uh, healthcare system, but he couldn't get in. So he's grown his hair out because it must be visible. His missus Rochelle Milne like, FaceTime like, one night when we were chatting. But um, he's grown the hair out. He's got a beard. He didn't have a shower for seven days and he didn't brush his teeth for seven days. What? Yeah, but he, uh, he, he just, he still brought the energy every day. I got a scar there because he was, uh, he, got, he got in a mood one day in Oktoberfest, like smashing people's dreams, you know, the big stains yeah, yeah. or whatever they're called. And he smiles, oh, fuck, I was filthy, bro. I'm, sure. I'm like, you fucking say, anyone tries to bash today, I go, you're on your own. <laughs> Me, yeah, him and Piercy were having a good time. P- Piercy's actually been off the drink since not long after that. And that's, yeah, right. He's leading the Catalans at the top of the ladder over there and, um, uh, yeah, maybe because he's off the drink and he's just leading the charge. Good man, though, PC as well. Ferguson. Good fun, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Distractions, yeah. mate. There's plenty of distractions <laughs> with rugby league. You talked about Mad Monday before, mate. Um, yeah, I don't want you to go into any stories that uh, will incriminate anyone, but what would be you've been played a few clubs? Guilty, yeah. What is um, the, the loosest club Mad Monday you've been a part of? Uh, mate, I had a great crew at Penrith. So yep. um, that was a, a few of the young boys were coming through who, who were leading the charge now, but they were like innocent young boys. Yep. But um, I had a, a good crew, Joshy Mansour and um, yep. a couple of lads out there. But um, Sam McKendry actually. Do, do you know, remember Sammy McKendry, big Maori guy? No. no. I, I'll give him four from four of uh, my Mad Mondays MVPs out there. Yeah, he, right. he, he was unreal, man. Like, yeah, the first year there was, <laughs> there was – we went on a boat. And um, the, one of the boys had organised it. And then um, anyway, the next morning there's a, uh, a photo in the Daily Telegraph. So the, the boat boat people had tipped up the, the papers that were on the boat and there's a photo of Big Sammy looking at the photographer going like, Ugh. But, <laughs> like, you know, when you wake up and you've got squirrels yeah, anyway yeah, hey, and, and, and you're seeing yourself on the front page of that. <laughs> Thankfully I was inside all day but big, <laughs> we call him Geef. Big, yeah. big Zan Geef. Uh, but actually, when Anthony Griffin come, he thought we called him Keith. <laughs> so he's going, hey, hey, Keithy, <laughs> come over here. We go, you just fucking call him Keithy? <laughs> so we fucking, he's calling Keithy. So he ended up becoming Keith. I was only there for one year with Hook and um, Big big Geef become Keith. <laughs> actually, on, on Hook actually, and I, I told this story on um, Jimmy Graham's podcast and – Shout out to the Buy Around podcast. Good Shout boys. Buy Around, big uh, Jimmy Gray. Oh, fuck, I've got some stories on Jimmy. We'll oh, roll into him. Yeah. And, mate, you know what? <laughs> fuck him because he – this is your potty and he wouldn't let me tell heaps of he's on his uh, potty because he's uh, trying to protect himself. I'm coming for you, bro. But <laughs> um, cannot wait. So uh, we're playing against um, the Broncos. This was a year after they won the comp when I was at Penrith and um, – Anthony Milford was in fantastic form and um, anyway, I, look, I, I probably wasn't renowned for my agility or my foot, like uh, defensive reads or anything like that. Anyway, so we're playing – Tamari Martin made his debut and I'll, I'll get to him icing the game. helps set that up for him. But um, 
Anthony Milford's out the back. I think Sammy Thiday went to the line. And you remember Siwa Matangi's like yep. that high, that wide. Yeah, huge. Tough as. One of the best blokes ever. And he, he had a, he has a great story himself. But I remember uh, it goes out the back and I'm like, fuck, I'll go out and get Milford. Bray stepped off to the left, give me Winburn. <laughs> Steps back into the hole where like Siwa was. But he's levelled like Thiday on the ground. I'm like, fuck. You know when you, you go to school's on the sticks and in my head I'm going, fuck. That wasn't my fault. I'll see why. If he, sta- if he stays square, he can help me defend this tackle. And anyway, so I'm like, all right, we're all right. Anyway, I think there was another tackle I was in and they, sc- they scored another drive and I'm like, fuck, no, nah, I reckon, I don't think that was me, that was someone else. So we're going 18 nil behind at halftime and um, Garth Brennan, the assistant coach, comes over like, I think, I think he had the iPad out and he's going and, and hooks on the other side of the room and I'm like... Um, Fuck, he's got his eyes on me. I look up and Garth goes, Lassie, I've got to show you the footage. And he goes, mate, you've got to stay square here. I go, um, mate, I go, if Matangi stays square on the inside, I go, you know, he, he, he would help cover my ass. So I go, you know, we get trained to pressure the ball player. I go, fuck, Milford's like could step on a five-cent piece. So yeah. fucking he, hook turns around and he goes, oi, <laughs> Fuck me, Lattimore. You're fucking jumping at shadows out there. Just fucking stay square. Bruh, I've, like the boy, I've gone beetroot red. I look up, Josh Mansell and Pete Wallace are fucking like blowing out red, walk into the other room laughing. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. like choking, trying to get it out. And then he goes, and you, he goes to Bryce, he can't ride. He goes, fuck me, Bryce. He goes, you're fucking heading to Mulgoa Road. He goes, you're fucking dancing to the sideline. He goes, just fucking stay square. <laughs> anyway, go out in the second half and fuck, I'm, I'm nearly shaking from the spray. I've just got, oh, I'm an old player now. Yeah. Like, and I, I'm a bit more old school. Like I don't mind. I, I, I think how the game is now, like a lot of the boys can't handle spray. And you've you got to handle different personalities. And I, I was a big dumb front rower, so <laughs> I probably needed the spray. But went out in the second half, I actually scored a try. Oh. Didn't score many, seven across <laughs> fucking 11 years and 161 games off the bench or whatever it was. Um, and then anyway, we ended up winning and because Tamari Martin in his first game kicked a field goal to win 1918 and I was like, oh, fuck, thank God for that. <laughs> Walking the video review on the Monday and it was nearly Lattimore uh, unhighlights reel. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you're talking about sprays. What coach, was that your biggest ever spray? Like, Nah, the- fuck, I got a beauty. Penrith Stadium again in my, um, would have been my fifth or sixth, or was I actually, sorry, it was my sixth game because I got dropped after it and I remember then I come back and play one game later in the year, which reminds me, fui fui moi moi story, I'll get to that. <laughs> but um, I, uh, fuck, I think the score line ended up 38-36 and Michael Jennings scored three tries, Hainsey scored three tries and... Fuck, I got, I, got, I got a bit of windburn that day as well. Like, not, but like, like these ones that I fucked up. Like, it was just, I was young and, you know, when you're, you're learning the NRL and you're not that talented, which I wasn't, you got to be on your game every day. And, mate, I fucking, I didn't tie in a couple of times. I ended up scoring tries, whatever. And uh, going at half time, and fucking Daniel Anderson has absolutely just launched into me about fucking how bad I was. 
saying that his six or seven-year-old son would be fucking playing better and tougher than me out there. <laughs> so I was young then, so that was only six game and I was proper rattled, went back out, first carry, dropped the ball because I was still rattled. <laughs> oh, no. And um, anyway, went into the – again, went into the uh, infamous video like a couple of days after and I see – Lattimore, Lattimore, Lattimore. Me, actually, one of my other best mates, Brod Wright, who um, I said, come to Oktoberfest. <laughs> right, right, right. Moi, 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 moi. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Anyway, get kept after video. Not going to play this week, mate. So, fuck. Worst news in the world. I didn't have kids then and I yeah. uh, didn't have many other things going on away from footy. So, footy was my life then. So, I'm quite devastated. Walking home. Fui, fui. Moi, moi pulls up next to me. He goes, oh, laddie. Bit, on, bit hard done by getting dropped by Lee. He goes, oh, sorry that you got dropped. Can I have your tickets this week? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just like, yeah, sure, for you can have my tickets. <laughs> yeah, brass. Well, yeah, but anyway. But then, uh, then anyway, that that was before they went in the run in 2009. So once they dropped the dead wood, me, I went out. They uh, they went, well, a few weeks after that, they started playing mad and, um, God, uh, he hit that form where they end up making the grand final. But I, I got caught in for one game later in the year, which was actually against the Warriors, and I played, like, really, really good. Because when you're in a team and everything's going well, you can't – well, you shouldn't be playing poor. But I was like, fuck, I played mad. Like, I reckon I'll play again the next week. And as rugby league is, it's a fucking ruthless game. And uh, anyway, all the way up to captain's run. So Filetti Mateo, I can't remember what he had. He had some form of um, peck or bicep, and he'd been out for 10, 11 weeks. And Daniel Anderson's like, no, nah, no, nah, mate, <clears throat> pretty sure you'll play this week, pretty sure you'll play this week. No tip up before, like, the uh, the captain's run. Go out on the field in, like, a circle after stretching or whatever and I'm thinking I'm fucking playing on on Parramatta Stadium the next day. They go, boys, uh, Filetti's back tomorrow. And I'm like, fuck, I'm looking around. I'm like, fuck, I've just been dropped without getting told. And, yeah. um, mate, I remember I literally pretty well just walked off the field, threw the toys out of the cot and... Uh, that was the uh, the last game I played for Parramatta. But that game against the Warriors, that they uh, they liked what they saw, and I got an opportunity over there. Yeah, nice. Uh, but yeah, no, mate. It's uh, some of the sprays I've seen, and uh, especially in them early days, it was uh, yeah. I, I think <clears throat> some boys need need sprays, and some need loving and cuddling. And I think Wayne Bennett, fuck, he's the best at like giving the cuddles and um, player management. Like player re- management, it's like reading, reading the how they, the player can take Read it. Read the room, mate. No, I coach ten year old guy me gorillas, but uh, I'm now trying to do that, and because I <clears throat> obviously a father, and I want to be the best dad I can to my boy, and not not be too hard on him, but I don't want him to be a weak little prick, and you know, not not go. Our oh, life's all sunshine and roses, and he got upset about something the other day, and I'm like, brother, I go life's way harder than that. Yeah. But um, sorry, I just touched on Wayne Bennett. No, I told you I, I had a story that I was going to steal and run as my own. But yeah. I'm going to give credit where credit's due. So <laughs> then, I'll, then I've got I've got a Wayne Bennett exclusive that I'll drop. Me old man wouldn't want me to fucking say this, but fuck him. Beautiful. He's not near. Mate, so you give me yours, and I'll give you mine. I'll, I'll go. So jo- Joey Vickery, he played uh, games at the Titans, uh, Dragons, and uh, he played a few games in Leeds Rhinos. But we had a meeting with him this morning. Legend bloke, and um, he. Uh, he, st- he started telling this story about because I'd heard this story about <clears throat> not Ben Henry, Bo Henry. I think he was the um, he was like the under twenty player of the year. He was like the next big thing. And um, fucking Wayne, you, you probably heard about the infamous army camps. And um, 
the boys were out uh, doing this army camp and Joey was saying, say, oh, I'm telling this third person I was actually going to run it as my own. <laughs> um, but I'm like, I'll give credit here because people who played in that dragon scene would go, fucking light him, wasn't it? <laughs> and I never played with Bo. Bo would be going, what the fuck? I was going to say he was on my shoulder and all. Just had a bit of GST. So you never get the truth, let the truth get in the way of a good story. But anyway, they reckon that um, Bowie didn't wear jocks. He just wore tights. And um, so this is before he played first grade. So it may have been the year after he got the under-20s player of the year and it was a fucking glorified under-20s comp and it made a lot of the young boys back then think they were going way better than what they was and um, there's nothing more humbling than an army camp. I, I, mean, I did one in 2012 with the Dragons but so that, this would have been a year or two before I went there but they reckon Bowie had fucking grade seven chafe. Like it was, it was really bad. So it's like, I think it was a bit of claret coming out of the groin, not the old fella, like between the legs. Yeah. Apparently putting socks down there to like try. <laughs> he's asking like the boys for like his jocks and that. And um, anyway, they've had to carry him. They've got the, the boys have got him on the shoulder and um, are, are physically carrying him like on an army camp. And my, uh, the one army camp I did, my fucking head was off. Like you, you're literally in survival mode. And I joke about calling myself Jeremy Goggins after David Goggins. <laughs> <laughs> I could, it couldn't be further from the truth. There's, there's some people like in rugby league, like uh, Cameron McGuinness, man, he's a fucking nut job. Like he mm. could be in the army tomorrow, like, and be a Navy SEAL. But some of the boys aren't Navy SEALs. And that, 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 that Just mental SEALs. Force, yeah. <laughs> big, big bit of blubber, that's it. But um, anyway, so they've got him on the shoulder and – Wayne comes down in a car and how Joe was describing, he's got, he's got the glasses on that you can't, you can't, they're not even covering his eyes there on his fucking nose. He, he gets out of the car and goes, what the fuck's going on here? And Joe reckons he whispered in the ear, he goes, don't tell him you got chafe, don't tell him you got chafe, don't tell him you got chafe. <laughs> he goes, I've got chafe. <laughs> He goes, get the fuck off the fucking, the fucking shoulders and you fucking get up. Anyway, yeah, he fucking just absolutely tore shreds off him. But which is, that, that's all part of it as a young guy learning to deal with adversity and pressure. You know, Wayne, Wayne would, um, you know, he, he'd work out who had it and who didn't from these sort of army camps. Actually, back to me, mate, Jimmy Maloney again. Third person, sorry. I wasn't at Melbourne Storm. I'm well travelled, but have you heard the story about Jimmy falling asleep on an army camp? <laughs> No. Jimmy to a T, he fucking fell asleep on the army camp. They're like, fuck, we've lost Jimmy. They found him asleep under a log. <laughs> he put the cucumbers on. And another, Oops. yeah, another one in Melbourne, he, um, he, he fucking, um, he was in a video session. You know how intense Craig Bellamy is. Yeah. And it's Jimmy's world and everyone else exists in it. He's, um, he's there eating like out of a packet Why Craig's trying to talk. And it's like Russell and Russell and they reckon all the boys are starting to look at him going, fucking stop eating, Jimmy. <laughs> Billy Aikens up just blowing a head gasket and going, what the fuck are you doing, Jimmy? He goes, mate, I'm hungry. <laughs> but that's just Jimmy. He's the only one I know who can get away like, with <laughs> shit like cool that. Yeah, he is, mate. He's a very different personality. Just remember, guys, call out. It's my shout. And keep left unless fucking overtaken. Oh, yeah. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.